Oh, oh, oh no! It's so disgusting! Oh God! Oh my! Glenn, what happened to you? The following podcast contains spoilers for The Fly, 1958. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Benjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Yes! Yes, yes. And this has been playing the entire time. I didn't just start that oh, while you were going. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I give myself these extra things to do, but here we are. Uh, How are you doing, Glenn? It adds a little bit of beauty in the background. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm not bad. It's been a doozy of a week, mm-hmm. um, and just keeps getting doozier. It does keep um, getting doozier. So to start out, I uh, obviously I was on vacation. We had done those two podcasts basically the same day last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did my vacation. That was a fun, nice little solitude of a day uh, times five before it rained the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pretty nice, pretty nice week, and then it was just raining. Um, so I came back home and decided uh, I wanted to watch a shit ton of uh, TV series. But before I did that, while at the cabin, I uh, I watched two movies. One of them I had seen before, The Running Man, uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I just wanted to rewatch it because I'm pretty sure you said you rewatched it, or you watched uh, it. I watched it for the first time a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the the DVD case and I was like, well, let me just let me just remind myself of this glory that is the one liner, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still exactly that. It was still fun, fun little, uh, Arnold time. And then I really, uh, I really didn't know what to watch. The rest of the movies that I had picked out were all like two and a half hour movies. And I was like, Oh Jesus. And I picked at close range with, uh, good old Sean Penn and Christopher Walken. I said to myself, I was in a Christopher Walken mood. I had, I'd been trying to practice my lines. And I tried. I tried the whole time while I was up there. I was trying to practice my walking impressions, and it didn't grow. didn't do much better. (laughs) Um, But this movie, uh, I didn't really have any expectations because I didn't know what the fuck it was about. And uh, so, yeah, it didn't really seed any expectations I did have for it. It kind of... um, kind of left me wanting more. It it was a little lackluster. Um, It was... It was, like, good for the most part, but, like... It took place in Lancaster County, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know where that is, it's here in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, closer um, to south and, central, but it is yeah. still technically eastern. In the so. uh, in the Amish land, and but like you could tell, a lot of it was not filmed there at all. And by a lot of it, I mean I'm pretty sure the whole movie didn't take place at all in Lancaster County, filming wise. Uh, and Sean Penn was fucking jacked out of his mind, and Christopher Walken was kooky as usual, but. I feel like there was just a, a little bit of taste in my mouth that I just I, I needed I needed nourished and it didn't get nourished at all. Yeah, but for the most part it was okay. Um, that movie is based on a true story. It it is uh, for those of you who are interested, a real mm-hmm. murder that happened or murders. I don't know if it's one or or two or multiple. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it, was, it was multiple. And you're right; it was filmed in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Whole thing. Yeah. Uh, at other than that, just played some video games. Uh, when I got home, I was like, "Man, I'm 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 hankering for some for some TV series for some reason." Because I don't get often into TV series. I usually just kind of watch movies because they're easier to just crank out. Yeah. Um, but I had had this on my list for a long, long time. Uh, ever since the '90s, since I was a baby boy, and I shouldn't have been watching this. Uh, but it was Spawn, the animated series that came out around '97. Uh, mm-hmm. um, 
and like around that time uh, was when that Spawn movie came out, and that's why I always wanted to watch this. But this is kind of way worse than, well, uh, gory wise, it's it's way worse than the movie was, yeah. and I shouldn't shouldn't have been watching it. So good on you, parents. You you defended me from that one <laughs> for once. Uh, but I I finally got to it, and it was the fastest I think I've ever cranked out uh, a show. Not really knowing that I was cranking it out, I kind of just had it on on the side monitor here and I just kept going and going cranked out. I think it's three seasons, knocked the whole bitch out, knocked the whole fucking thing out. Nice. Um, but problem with that is, uh, it, it was left on a cliffhanger and they just kind of stopped the series. Hmm. Um, which is the worst when you're really enjoying a series and you want to see where it goes and then, and they just cancel it. Yeah. In the, in the height of the story. Uh, they they had introduced a bunch of characters in the middle of it, and you're like, and you never see them again <laughs> because they ju- it's just left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, really sad. It's really sad that uh, uh, Spawn really hasn't had too many adaptations uh, other than other than this and the the movie that, with uh, Michael Jai White. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been video games and such, but like, oh God, I it's such a good like ip that i wish they did more the fact that he's in spawn and correct me if i'm wrong is also black dynamite is just hilarious to me yep spawn and black dynamite yeah it's it's great it's fantastic he's he's a natural wonder and he still he looks just as young as he did then too it's crazy Mm -hmm. guy don't age yeah you could thank that uh jujitsu i think he does yeah um but after that i was still in the mood I'm sorry this is taking so long, but I'm still in the mood for some TV series. So I watched something that was that was going to bring joy to my life after a cliffhanger. I watched Scenes from a Marriage. It didn't bring joy to my life. It, it kind of I could have told you that. I haven't <laughs> it, seen this, but it's a remake of an Ingmar Bergman thing that I watched this, two versions of. A five-hour <laughs> cut and a three-hour cut. This had been on my list as well. Uh, this this came out, I'm pretty sure, like uh, in the midst, in the middle of covid um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and this had been on my list, but I had never gotten around to it. It's a total of five hours, which for a TV show, I guess, isn't bad. But I, it's a lot emotionally to deal with for five hours. Yeah. Um, and I watched the whole thing straight. Uh, God, it really puts you kind of through the emotions. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you really you don't like one side. At a certain point, you don't like the other side a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it's it kind of tug tug of war. But uh, from either point of view, it's pr- it's probably relatable to somebody out there. Yeah. Um, at some points, it's probably relatable to you, not specifically you, but like you as in a person. Like this is who you were before. This is who you are now. Type thing. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's really good, really well done, and Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain were fantastic in it. Yeah. Um, I don't think you would like it that much at all. I mean, I kind of liked the uh, Ingmar Bergman one, mm-hmm. but it's also like I didn't like it enough to rewatch it ever again in my life. Yeah. Um, I do think w- with the Ingmar Bergman one, I like both of the actors, mm-hmm. but they're also like 15, 20 years apart in age. Oh, so geez, it kind of yeah. makes it weird. Um, I I could be wrong about that, but they they look very different in age. Like the 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 guy looks a lot older, mm-hmm. um, at least ten fifteen years enough to make it like. Mm, but then Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac are close enough in age where yeah. I feel like it would make it more. They went to school palatable. together and everything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And and that's not to say like either of the performances like you believed in mar- uh, scenes from a marriage that they were in love at one point. Yeah. Uh, but it's still just like the age thing. It's just like. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, to try to move a little bit faster past all this, I watched Mayor of Easttown, uh, which is another series I kind of had on the back burner that I really wanted to get to because it was filmed in our area again, um, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, cranked that whole thing out and I'm pretty sure a, a day and a half. Yeah. Uh, I drove through the set of that on accident. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's really awesome if you. Oop. If you live in the area mm-hmm. um, of any of the film locations, uh, it was filmed in Coatesville a lot. Yeah, uh, Phoenixville so as well. 
Phoenixville as well, and just a bunch of Thorndale, I'm pretty sure, and then just a, a bunch of other places. But well, the Kmart in Thorndale they turned into uh, a soundstage oh, for really? that, so they filmed like a lot of the interior stuff in Thorndale at that that closed down Kmart. Nice. Um, so that's you know that's a little fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what I was doing uh, when they were filming in Coatesville, but I was in like the general area at the time they were filming a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool to see a lot. Especially like if you grew up in Coatesville, like a lot of the townhomes and stuff you would see, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "I know where the fuck that is. That's awesome." Uh, it's really cool. I mean, other than that, it's it's just a really good show. Um, yeah. It's you, always you, fun seeing your 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 area in a movie. Oh yeah, um, and then it's it's as as it is. It is it is good who done it mm-hmm. too. Because you're sitting there, you're like, oh, it's got to be him, right? It's got to be him. It's got to be her. It's got to be them. It's got to be what? Yeah. It's got to be th- how? Uh, it, it's just genuinely good. And uh, Kate Winslet is fantastic. And <laughs> I, nails, I take, nails the Philly accent or the oh Delco accent. Oh, my God. The Delco accent yeah, is so yeah. thick. It's it's so real. It, it's crazy. When I watched it, I, I like started teetering. I'm, we're not from Delaware County, either of us. Yeah. Uh, but I, w- If you when, couldn't tell by the accents. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, they, when, they don't exist. When uh, I watched it back in 2020 or whenever it came out, I started like teetering into a Delco accent just from like, yeah. watching it. Uh, I... I uh, um, binged it so i was just like water <laughs> which I, water. I don't say water nobody's i hate i, I hate when people say water. i don't say water on purpose or yeah. uh, you know seriously um yeah, let me get a glass of water get some water ice <laughs> I, I i do say water ice sometimes just because it's funny yeah but uh yeah i i uh, love the delco accent for how <laughs> st- i say this with love how stupid it is it, it is a feat to yeah, listen to. i absolutely love it though it's it's one of my favorite accents um try to plow through the next couple because i'm holy shit uh i started watching castlevania nocturne another animated series on netflix before netflix decided to crack down on our accounts and just kick me off their shit so i gotta figure that out uh then we watched killers of the flower moon which we have a review out on the youtubes on that Mm -hmm. and then i started watching another show called gen v which is kind of like a a spin-off series of the boys um, which is also an amazing show as well. I'm only on like episode three, so I'm not too far on that, but it, it's pretty, yeah. pretty decent so far. Uh, Tom, or not Tom Clancy. Yeah. That fucking army guy's in it. Uh, Clancy <laughs> Brown's in it and he was awesome for the moments he was in it. Nice. Not too long. Uh, yeah. sorry, Mike. Now it's on to you. It's all good. I didn't have that eventful of a uh, two weeks. I only watched seven movies, which is like one week normally for me. So this is a much different than normal. Uh, the first one I watched was a film called The Royal Hotel with Jennifer Garner uh, mm-hmm. and what's her name? The the woman from The Matrix. Um, Sorry, the, I have the a new puppy Matrix. in my Jessica, hands. Jessica, Jessica Henwick. You have a puppy in your hands? You lucky yeah. bastard. I'm dog sitting right now, too. Oh. Uh, the Royal Hotel is that movie that uh, you and I both saw a trailer for before one of the movies. Uh, yep. Jennifer Garner and Jessica Henwick are uh, Americans traveling through australia they're doing like a work travel program where they work for money so that they can travel yeah and they start working at this bar and the vibes are totally off yeah really that's the best way to describe they're, it like, they're just so well, it's a off mining, man it's it's a mining town where the majority of the people there are men and the men that don't see women a lot um and and hugo weaving is also hugo in it. that's who it was yeah, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I, I thought it was it was a very intense Good. film. Uh, I don't want to say anything else because I don't want to give too much away. But like, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I did. I I, uh, I, don't, I I just I don't know. Those I, vibes, I really man. Those vibes. They were all off. Uh, even the the nice guys, you're just like, what's your motive here? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, kind of like um with Killers of the Flower Moon, how you don't trust any white people. Not a single one. <laughs> you don't trust any of the men in the Royal Hotel, so it's kind of yeah. like similar to that. Uh, then uh, uh, after that, a few days after that, I watched rewatched Team America: World Police because I was in the mood to watch it. <laughs> it's a it's a silly movie. I didn't want to. It, it is. I didn't want to watch anything that was you know too mind consuming or anything so mm-hmm. yeah it's just uh dumb dumb fun uh then i watched a hulu film uh which uh is a sci-fi film a lot of people have been talking about it with uh caitlin denver Den- De- dever dever 
uh, John Denver, uh, Caitlin Dever. Dever. <laughs> it's one of those. Caitlin Dever is what I think it is. The the girl from Booksmart, the actress from Booksmart. Okay. Uh, it's called No One Will Save You. Uh, essentially, it's there's no dialogue in the entire film, which is fantastic. It's it's one of those films where like it's she's the person for the majority of the time, Caitlin even when she Dever. runs into people. Yeah, Dever, Dever. Denver, I think not it's Denver. Denver. It's definitely not Denver. It's um, only one E, so I think. But it's yeah, Denver. it's it's an alien invasion movie with one person and no dialogue. Okay. Uh, and I really liked it for the most part. The ending kind of ruins it for me a little bit, but not enough to like completely write it off. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I was like four and a half. I was at a four and a half uh, out of five until the ending, and that knocked it down to three and a half. Um, and I don't want to say anything without giving it away because uh, if you want to talk to me about that, we can have a conversation. I'm saying this to everyone, not just you, Glenn. Yeah, we can have a conversation. I love talking about movies, so I can tell you why uh, if you have seen it. But yeah, uh, then I watched the uh, three-hour cut of Fanny and Alexander. Last time we were recorded, I had watched the five-hour cut of Fanny and Alexander. You did, yeah. Uh, I thought I would like this one more, and it's about the same. Um, it definitely takes less time, but you know, it's, I gave it a four out of five as well. Like I did the five and a half hour one. Mm-hmm. So I was incorrect about thinking I would like that, the three and a half hour cut more. I like them the same. They're just different. Good. Um, but also the same. <laughs> it's same, uh, but different. Same, but different. Uh, then we watched Killers of a Flower of the Flower Moon, which we have a review for that up on the YouTube. Then which I a fun f- fact that I left out is right after that three and a half hour movie and our review, I hit a deer. Yes, you did hit a deer. Your poor and little car. He absolutely car. fucked up my car. Is your car getting fixed? I have to take it in tomorrow to figure okay. that out on what's going to happen. Yeah. Luckily, Hopefully. my mom was uh, uh, traveling, so I was able to use her car this week, and that's yeah. why I'm also there's a pup back here. Um, so yeah, it's just a, just a fun, fun fucking yeah. week. Deer, deer are, um, they can go kick rocks. Deer one, car zero, because yeah. he walked away. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he might have died in the woods after he ran in there. We don't know. Son of a bitch. But anyway, yeah. uh, so yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon. Then I watched, we watched, but separately, mm. The Fly, yep. which mm-hmm. we're going to get into in just a second. And then last night I watched a movie based on a book by Ian Reed, uh, who did I'm Thinking of Ending Things. <laughs> and uh, uh, I I read this book earlier this year. Was really excited for it. It's called Foe, uh, with Saoirse Ronan and uh, Paul Mescal. Uh, is it Paul Mescal? Is it? Yeah, Paul Mescal. Uh, it's a the thing that I disliked the most about this is that it gives way too much information up front. So, and I might just it might just be because I know the ending. Yeah, the information they give up at, up front is way too much information, hmm. and kind of makes the whole thing like, oh, this is probably what's going to happen. But again, I knew the ending, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Uh, this movie, we everyone everyone's been talking about since Flowers of the Killer uh, Killers of the Flower Moon came out. People have been talking again, as they always do with three and a half hour long movies. Are movies too long? Uh, I think they should bring back intermissions. But some movies are also too short. Foe was too short because there was uh, a lot of things uh, pacing-wise that the book did better, mm-hmm. uh, which could have been done in a movie if they just made it two and a half to three hours long with an intermission. I do think the Im- intermission should be brought back. Um, yeah, I think long movies are fine as long as they do have the inter- like it Like, Killers of the Flower Moon was was pushing that border. Yeah. Um, like, if it's, if it's four hours, it should definitely have... Yes. But yes, there are also movies that don't warrant three and yes. a half hours or three hours. Killers of the Flower Moon, you and I disagree. I think it does warrant three and a half hours. You say it doesn't. Uh, I thought it would just be better if it was shorter. Not that it didn't yeah, warrant it. Yeah, like all the I, I all the information that. was useful, but I think they could yeah. have done it um, in a shorter time. And then for me personally, I think every Marvel movie that's over two hours is too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it, it goes uh, it goes both ways. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it really depends on the movie. Foe, I, w- I was really hoping it'd be better. I still liked it, but it's I'm not one to be like, oh, the the book's so much better than the movie because they're two different mediums. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I was expecting more from the the story 
that was faux. I feel like they rushed it too much and didn't mm. let it breathe enough. And that is not something that is inherently because it's a movie. They could have let it breathe more. Uh, but there were parts in faux that were better than they were in the book. So it kind of went both ways. Um, there was a, yeah. there's something I just saw recently that had where it felt like the ending was so rushed that it made the movie like terrible in my opinion like the build-up was i just can't remember which one it was there's a lot of movies like that it is yeah, it's a lot of movies like yeah that. but i don't know um, oh well yeah but anyway that does it for what i watched uh let's get into the fly 1958 stop it stop it I'm Vincent Price. What unearthly horror did that girl gaze upon? What manner of incredible thing walked beneath that hood? It would be unfair at this time to show you any more of what went on in that laboratory where a man actually dared to play God. So fantastic words can't begin to describe it. You must see it with your own eyes to believe it when the fly comes your way. A scientist has a horrific accident when he tries to use his newly invented teleportation device. Yes! Directed mm. by Kurt Newman, written by James Clavel and George Langalang. Langalanga Langa. Langalang. Uh, it is starring David Hedison, Patricia Owens, Vincent Price, Herbert Marshall, Kathleen Freeman, Betty Lou Gerson, Charles Herbert, uh, and a bunch of other people that are mm. presumably dead. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, Charles Herbert's probably still alive because he, he's the child in this. But everyone else was in their 30s or 40s when this was He made. did oh. die in 2015. Oh, I'm sorry, Charles. Sorry, Charles. Um, yeah, RIP. RIP to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this came up in streaming roulette, of course. Oh, sorry, sorry. Streaming boulette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we, we picked it because uh, Glenn had never seen either uh, version of The Fly. Yeah. I had seen the David Cronenberg version, thought this sounded interesting to, you know, to see the original. And also, it's just fun to throw a classic 50s horror B-movie in there from time to time. It is. Uh, Glenn. Yeah. What were your thoughts while watching The Fly, 1958? Uh, let me tell you about how kind of scared I was in the beginning when they were basically showing uh, how it was going to end um, right from the get-go. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is going to ruin everything for me. But I was kind of, the more they went on with like that beginning, like the first like uh, 20 minutes, the more I started to be like, okay, okay, they're saving it. Okay, they're saving it. And then it it went back to the beginning, and then they just straight story told how it got there. Normally, sometimes uh, you can't pull that off in a movie. This one did. This one did really well, in my opinion. Um, Don't ask me how. I just watched the movie. Sometimes I have to review it now. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, now they they some with most movies, it's they they kind of give away the ending, and then it's. It's not a surprise, and then you're not interested. This one, you were more, you were definitely interested on how it got there. And although you're, it, it kind of took back a little bit that it, it showed you how it, or like what it was going to end up like, mm-hmm. you were wondering how it got there. Uh, and you were anticipating for it. You were like getting, you were amped up for it. And then you were wondering where the other half of this situation is. Uh, for the people who don't know the plot, even though I kind of gave a synopsis that didn't really tell the whole thing. Uh, basically, uh, a, a mad scientist uh, creates this teleportation device, and he tries to teleport himself, but he didn't just teleport himself. A fly got into the teleportation chamber with him uh, and fucked up the whole thing. Yes. So now he's a man fly, and the, the fly is a fly man. <laughs> yes. And I'm not talking well-dressed. No. Uh, um, so it, it's you're you're wondering. You see the beginning. You see how the man fly ends up, and you're wondering. Wait, then what the fuck happened to the man or the fly man? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it doesn't show you what's happening with that. It's kind of building up to that. You see what's happening with the man fly. You see everything that's going on. 
but you never really see what's going on with the other half, and it's just a goose chase or a fly chase uh, in in fun little ways. And I really, I really appreciated that that they didn't just kind of cut back to the the fly man. It was always just somewhere in the background happening, and yeah. they never actually like a huge like a kid would pop him up and be like, "Look at this thing!" But it yeah. was never like fully shown and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Never, never full processed. But what did you think, man? <laughs> so unlike you, I have seen the David Cronenberg version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't re- really remember it too much. It's been 10, 15 years since I've seen it. Uh, so, but to my memory, they don't do the whole back and forth uh, yeah. like they, they did in this where they start with the ending and then go. I think I'm pretty sure it's a relatively linear story. Uh, mm-hmm. Just with a lot of body horror and everything, so I really appreciated the fact that you know it started with the ending, a rather gory ending for for the nineteen fifties. You know, you saw oh, the yeah. blood coming down from the press and everything. Um, blood wasn't even really something they showed back in the fifties at all, even like with how fake it looked. So, mm-hmm. um, like the the reason they got away with it in Psycho is because it was black and white, uh, and that's that's you know with the haze code and everything granted this is a canadian film so i don't know if they needed the haze code yeah um, but i thought that that was a really nice touch to kind of go back and and tell what happened and um you you see the whole story unfold now i did space out for like two minutes so it's possible <laughs> that they showed this part but i don't remember them showing him going into the teleportation machine at all. Did they, they, they do that? They didn't show it. Um, okay, yeah. That's one thing I really wish they did to kind of yeah. build the suspense of it. Uh, if I had to pick, like, the biggest flaw, that would be it. That, they, you know, she mm-hmm. goes down to talk to her husband and he's just not answering her. Uh, when that happened, I was just like, oh, you're not even going to show, like... I'm not even, like, expecting... Because I like the fact that they didn't show his head until they did. Yeah. Um, but... I wish they had shown him going in to the teleportation machine and then maybe while he was in there and the machine was powering up, he sees a fly mm-hmm. and he kind of like panics a little bit or maybe doesn't even think anything of it. He's just like, oh, we're going on a ride, little guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, uh, but they just don't show it at all. She just goes down and yeah, he passes like, a note. He's like, invite my brother or however their accent yeah, was in French like Canadian. That. Uh, he's um, like, invite my brother to lunch. Uh, I got to do a couple things. And then she goes off, invites the brother. Brother comes over, and then he's got a note that says, do not disturb at work. Yeah. It's, it's just literally how fast that is. I guess at some point he's like, you know, having my brother over makes me really want to merge with a fly accidentally. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's kind of what happened there. And they didn't even show it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, is, that is a very sad thing. They did have really cool effects in this especially for that time the the mask when they reveal his head is actually very impressive yeah uh like like um it, it looks like a, a a fly on a man's head and it's got even like little little movements in the the mm-hmm. i don't know what the parts are but like in the, the mouth little, and everything the and, little mandelas yeah uh kind of reminded me of the uh the prawns in in district nine a little bit mm-hmm. um though furrier and and more fly-like than alien-like um but yeah that's the really the only problem i have with it it's a 1950s b movie i'm not expecting it to be like mind-blowing or super high quality the Mm -hmm. the camp and the cheese that comes with these movies is kind of the charm with them you know um the the over dramatic acting at points um and you know i i think it was how they revealed Especially because this, I like people in the fifties saw this with no context. I saw it, and even you, I, I told you last week the mm-hmm. context of uh, him, the teleportation. So they did a really good job at like showing, hey, this is what the guy's working on. Mm-hmm. So then that people would understand what happened when it was revealed that he became a a fly man, and the other the thing man fly, or vice versa, he became a man fly, and the fly became a fly man. Um, whatever this you is said a, at the beginning. This is really just Patricia Owen's movie, too. She's, yeah. she's in she's in the limelight the whole time. Everybody yeah. else is kind of just the side character to it. Which is kind of probably for the best. And uh-huh. uh, I say this with 100% love to Vincent Price. 
But growing up in the 90s with 90s cartoons and Maurice LaMarche always playing him in like Pinky and the Brain or Animaniacs or whatever, (laughs) I cannot take Vincent Price's voice seriously. I wish I could. (laughs) But the entire time I just heard the same thing we do every night, Pinky, trying to take over the world. And that's a horrible (laughs) Vincent Price and uh, Maurice LaMarche The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Yes. Trying to Um, take over the world. But, I mean, uh, yeah, so like my introduction to vincent price was through uh, maurice lamarche impersonating him on 90s cartoons Mm -hmm. so you know i just i can't take his voice seriously it's not his fault he's a great actor uh and but it's just it's just so cartoonish at this point in my mind i do Um, feel like him and uh david hedison should have switched roles um personally i feel like vincent price would have fit that more uh scientist like oh, i've got to get on to the next thing i've got to i got to figure it out and D- david hedison like i mean obviously he played his character but he was like hey honey how you doing i haven't seen you in four days i'm going back to the lab i'll see you later mm-hmm. but i feel like vincent price would have just had a more of a you know like kind of like i gotta i gotta get on to the next thing i gotta i gotta figure it out or something like that but i mean the director is going to tell them how to play the characters so yeah uh, to an extent, I just feel like Vincent Price would have fit that a little bit more, especially since he is going to be covered up and not talking. That would have saved you a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a headway there. I mean, it, it's it's very little. It's just like every two yeah. minutes while he was talking, I would just smile to myself mm-hmm. and it would take me out for half a second, but then I'd get back in. Um, yeah, I was I was fully expecting Vincent Price to be the main character. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, not that David Hedison was bad, but I, I feel like had them switched, I, I feel like would have been better. Yeah. Uh, would have made Patricia more sense. Owens is great though. Like, oh my like you said, this is her film. Yeah. Um, and she, she does a great job. Uh, you know, as far as fifties B movie acting goes, mm-hmm. there, there are moments of, of the camp, but that's expected. Um, but you know, she, she legitimately, she was believable when she was trying to help, uh, her husband, uh, Andre. Just being, being a full loving wife, trying to help him out, trying to get him back to normal. Yeah, and and um, you know, there's even a little little insinuation that she wanted to get down. Oh, she would uh, get at, freaky. At yeah. <laughs> so like she, she's like, I know, hope this isn't the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, something that is kind of takes you aback when it happens in a '50s film. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she was very believable as like a loving wife. Mm-hmm. Um, as believable as you can be in a 50s B movie when reacting to seeing a uh, a fly man and a man fly. Yeah, very, um, very loud screams, but, you know, it, yeah. is, it made sense. It's a horror movie. But it's a horror I, movie. It's, it, I think this movie does a really good job at building suspense as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just because we're in the 21st century and we kind of know story structure in general and there's yeah. always red herrings and everything, uh, I could just imagine in the 50s when people when they would kill a fly, people might have been like, "Oh, that might have been the fly that they were trying to catch." Or oh whatever. my god! And, yes, and feeling that emotion with with Patricia Owens. Yeah, uh, of course, we're more cynical now, so we're just like, obviously, it's not. That's not yeah, the one. Yeah, especially that they're when for. she's like the moment she's overreacting yeah. about like uh, somebody killing a fly. You know, that's yeah. definitely not the one. Um, so, so it's just it's it builds suspense very well mm-hmm. with that. Uh, and and the scene where they kind of they finally show the death in question, the death of Andre as the flyman, uh, and he kind of I, I correct me if I'm wrong. She tries to pull him out, and while that's happening, the fly arm which they've established is not controlled by the human part of him is like trying to keep her in there and she's like stuck under there while the press is coming down. That part was legitimately suspenseful. Uh, she's yeah, stuck under there. I, I don't I, know if that's why she's stuck, but she's definitely I, stuck under there for a she, second. She definitely went under there to grab him and then I at, at first it looked like she was all trying to end herself, but then she was like screaming like she was like uh, just, I don't want this to happen. Yeah. So I'm assuming the was, fly I think was holding she was on to, to her. To, yeah, that I think she was trying to, to I'd save him. I'd have to him. rewatch that part. For oh, no. You know what? Because his left arm was the fly arm, and it was his right arm. So I think the human part of him wanted to kill himself. Yeah. Uh, and so um, he was like, 
pushing her away or something, and she, and she was screaming while trying to get. But like, it gets really close to her. At yeah. least at the angle they used, it looked like it was close to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the suspense in this is, is really well done, um, and, and it's it's just a really well made. <laughs> B movie and it's there is so when the fly is like when Vincent Price is kind of sitting on that bench and he's kind of just thinking to himself, not really listening to the Help fly. Me. Yeah, so I'm like, where the fuck did I hear that before? <laughs> um, because like that's a scene like I definitely know happened in a movie somewhere, mm-hmm. and like I just remembered where it's from. Um, so obviously the first time he's like, help me, help me. I'm pretty sure when Cusco first turns into a llama and he's in the, in the jungle, there's a fly and he's like witnessing all this shit like in the wilderness because this is his first time not in a castle. Uh, he, he, he notices a fly or some insect stuck on a spider web and then that, that bug just goes, help me, help me. It's the same yeah. fucking line. I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe, maybe that's a, a reference to this. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I'd have to look back. Okay, where am I? What? Yeah, it was. I was like, where the fuck did I hear that? And I just remembered yeah. it. Um, but going back to what you were saying about like the the human fly or like the 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 fly man um, being stuck, I thought that scene was incredibly done um, because like obviously you're sitting there wondering where the hell is this fly? And then finally you see Vincent Price on the bench and then you see the fly. But I don't think at, at that point it was like a fly man yet. It was just a fly right there. Yeah. And then when it goes back to the scene, it's the fly turning into a little man. Mm-hmm. While the spider's coming While up the it. spider's out, out <laughs> trying to get some breakfast, baby. <laughs> trying to get some that num-dums. morning meal. Um <laughs> Yeah, I thought that scene was really well done too, like the uh, the editing for it, um, because it looked really good, especially for the time. Yeah, um, and it was just so powerful. It was so powerful to me seeing uh, the inspector and uh, Vincent Price just watching it. But I'm like, do something about it, dickheads! Do something because they're just Either like save this. it or put it out of its misery. They're just seeing this little man getting eaten by a spider. And, like, sure, I might also be standing there confused as fuck, but yeah. they were just like. Yep. Mike can't see what I'm doing, but he knows I'm staring. Um, yeah, so that, that, I was like, kill them, do something, please, save the man. Nope, fucking ended him. Uh, not that it would have mattered the other <laughs> guy. <again. laughs> Your voice just reminded me of the opening of Jurassic Park. Showtime! <laughs> <laughs> Showtime! But uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. I was like overreacting. Like, Do something about it, please. <laughs> Not that it would have mattered because the man fly was fucking crushed, so yeah. they, they couldn't have saved him either way. Yeah. Um, but they they ended up putting him out of his misery. Which I mean, at the moment, I'm like, damn, dude, they could have saved his ass, but they couldn't have at the same time. But yeah, they didn't think about saving him at the time because they were just like, what the fuck was this? This they mm-hmm. just put an abomination out of its misery, which I thought it was a good end to it, regardless. Yeah, I will say, the little shit of a kid <laughs> knowing that everybody's looking for this fly sees the fly and goes, there it is. Stuck away. on a spider web. That is the most real kid in the world because that's yeah. exactly how a kid would well, react. It, you know <laughs> what it is? They keep giving him watered down wine, so he's just drunk off his ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, that explains Dude, when my I saw whole that, childhood. I was just like, when I saw that, I was like, is this a '50s thing or a French Canadian thing? Yeah. Like which which one is it? Is it it's <laughs> definitely a '50s thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the kid sees this fly that he knows everyone's looking for, and just goes. Hey, there it is. Yeah. Doesn't tell anybody until it's almost way too late. Yeah. Or, well, technically, it basically was too late. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that kid was a little shit, but also is the most realistic kid because a real kid would just do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought at the beginning I was scared that they were it was going to take away from the rest of the movie because we just saw how it was going to end. But... They they saved it by not showing anything about the fly man, yeah. Um, and then showed the outcome of it all. I thought it was really well done, way better than I expected, to be honest. Um, Same here, yeah. And uh, yeah, what, what sold me like I was on board the entire time, uh-huh. but what sold me as this being a great movie 
was when they revealed the head. Oh of, yeah, the, of the fly. Like when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is this is high quality. This isn't just a B movie. Like this is like they they put effort into this to mm-hmm. to really sell that because as far as as like a mask goes, that's like one of the best masks yeah. I've seen. And that was the fifties. Like it, it looks so good, and I, I I was, you know, just astounded. I mean, I'll, by it. I'll also say when he was covered up with a with, a, with like a, a cloth or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just had his hand in his pocket, like it was suspenseful. Like you're waiting yeah. for all of it to happen, like yeah. to show. And, and and given Patricia Owens the ick with his slurp noises, <laughs> yeah. The Give face me. she gives when he first does that, I was just like, yeah. "That is." I'm about to try some milk and vodka. They should put just... that because for, for for us old people, yeah, uh, who need to know what the ick is, they need to put that <laughs> freeze frame. Anything you do that makes her makes your girl look like this, or your spouse, yeah, look like this. That is the ick. <laughs> that is that is the ick. Uh, I I just I laughed so hard when I saw that. Uh, the last thing I want to say, well, there's two things I want to say. Um, one mm-hmm. is a little trivia, but the last thing I want to say opinion wise is they did Dandelo dirty. Dandelo the cat. Oh, oh my God. That pissed they me did. off. It made me so sad. Like that, that honestly, that made me hate, um, his character Andre, so yeah, much. Same here. Same here. Like, um, like, the, cause, it, like it's cause like, yes, he made a, a complete breakthrough and I know his curiosity is there. Yeah. But the first thing he does is he's like, hmm, there's my cat. I'm not, I don't there's like There's my the, teleportation yeah. system. I don't like the idea of animal testing at all. But don't put a pet in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cruel no matter what animal it is. But if you're going to yeah. do it, at least like a, a rat or something like that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, preferably like a head of lettuce. Or, or a fly. <laughs> Just put, like, put like on put its own. Put food in there. Put a burger in there, an already dead animal to see yeah. if it happens. Um, and, and then work your way up to that. But yeah, but I was that, so, and the, the thing that it disappearing into the void yeah. is such a worse way to go than just being like deformed and then put out of your misery right away. Yeah. It's, it disappears into the ether and you can hear it go. Meow. Yeah. You can hear, you hear like the ghost meows in the distance, yeah. but yeah, that, that made me hate Andre so much. You know, Andre fucking deserved it after he d- doing he that did. to, to Dandelo. Like, and that's, what the fuck? that's a hill I'll stand on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andre deserved it. <laughs> he deserved that man fly treatment. <laughs> he deserved to be crushed into a void. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hated that scene. I'm not mm-hmm. really like, uh, that, that like, not really that I was squeamish for this, but I'm not really like squeamish on like animal, like, uh, deaths, I guess you could say. But this one just, we didn't see a death. We saw a, a a void, as you were saying, like yeah, a, a, and you a, heard a, it floating away. Yeah, you're like, all right, so, and also there is no justification of like or like um, end result on where it went. It just disappeared. The, the meow <laughs> made it worse. Like if oh it just God, disappeared, yeah. we could at least be like, oh, it's dead now. Yeah. But then the meow is just like, no, he's still alive. Yeah. But has no autonomy anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that that uh, that made me really upset I was, yeah i was just like dude what the fuck you couldn't yeah. at least like waited like you know you've got this thing and you know that it it's something huge like a miracle that deserves to be looked at and you know uh professionally studied and he's just like let me just fuck around and find out with it instead of actually <laughs> like getting help yeah and he fucked around and found out yes, he did. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing i'll say is this uh apparently is one of the many Mandela Mandela effect uh, <laughs> movies where a lot of people remember it being black and white when it was never in black and white. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people think that, first of all, anyone who believes in the Mandela effect, calm down. Memory is not reliable. <laughs> You're wrong. Your memory is wrong. Let's just, it's combining multiple things into one solid memory. Yeah. And then you remember it when someone tells it to you. Um, it's scary but sometimes looking back. Is, at, well, I, you're I'll, like, I'll, I'll I definitely remember it being like that, not like that. Yeah, but I just know, I think people let their memories say too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, uh, so yeah, people real, uh, thought this was in black and white when it never was, and the reason being is that the sequels to this were both in black and white. Ah. Um, the uh, the fly, Return of the Fly, and Curse of the Fly were both black and white. So uh, this is 
like probably where the confusion came from and why people think that this one was black and white, but it never was. Because your memory is stupid. People. I'm so curious about the it's sequels Berenstein, to this movie. Not Berenstein. Shazam was never a movie. You mean Bernstein Bears? Bernstein. What do you have? Bernstein. It's Bernstein. I don't. Spell with an A, not an E. Yeah, dumbasses. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I'm super curious about the, what those sequels are like. Um. Other than the. Uh, I don't know. This isn't really a sequel, but the Jeff Goldblum one. Um, yeah. Definitely curious on that one. Um, I like the Jeff Goldblum one. It's definitely different because you know Cronenberg's mm-hmm. more about the body horror than he is like anything. Of course. Um, but it's 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 obviously the same premise, but it's just so different from my memory. Again, I haven't seen it in like 10, mm-hmm. 15 years, so who knows? Could be wrong. But uh, yeah, the same for me. Um, definitely better than I expected, and yeah. it left me feeling uh a way that we'll talk about in a second <laughs> yes so that does it for a review of the fly 1958 that brings us to judgment as always it needs to be unanimous decision whether that goes to the cave or shelf the likes of possible and handmaiden mm. uh this was streaming roulette so glenn heads or tails tails heads so i go first uh you know this is a b movie uh, so it's it's you you go into this expecting the camp which just had plenty of mm-hmm. uh but this really exceeded my expectations in the quality uh, yeah. and, and even if it was like a standard B movie, but still had that really solid mask, I would still say it goes on the shelf, but this is more than just a mask. Like there's, there's great suspense in it. There's a great story. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's decent acting for the time and the genre of film that this was. Uh, so I, I say this absolutely goes on the shelf. Uh, I feel the exact same way. Uh, it's way better than I expected. Um, the, the acting was, was, it was good. Uh, the but like everything else about the movie was just so much better. Act, or, uh, the effects, the uh, the story, um, the the suspense, mm-hmm. um, and then just the nice uh, ending of being put out of your misery. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, it, I I definitely think it goes on the shelf. It was it was a really cool experience to be honest. Yeah. So. The Fly, 1958, goes on the cave of our shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden and Signs and The Last Exorcism. Mm. That uh, the, that concludes the spooktacular spooktober. There we go. Of, of, of 2023. It's the last one. I'm a little sad because I really, <laughs> I really enjoy these. Horror these. movies are good when we pick the movies. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, yeah, we got a little bit of a different schedule for the next mm. time. Um, yeah. My... Some of you may know. Uh, if not, this is me telling you. Uh, m- my wife and I are going to have another baby child at the end baby, of November. Baby. So we're going to take, we're going to record the three holiday specials that we do every uh, every year, yeah. uh, and then release them starting December fourth. I want to say, but we're mm-hmm. not going to release any episodes for the entire month of November. I do apologize. Uh, we're still going to have our reviews for the most part until i have to go dark once the baby child's yeah born for a little bit we will which be is, back at some which point. is understandable people leave the man alone yeah for a i you know I, I do have to take care of my family yeah he does i'm not some some deadbeat dad so <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna take november off and we'll be back december 4th with our first uh holiday themed movie and it is mm-hmm. my turn to pick it is what holiday movie so this is gonna surprise a lot of people uh, this is a movie that I have not seen that people just like, you haven't seen that? Uh, oh, they do God. that all the time. Uh, I, I, I hate when that happens. I, it happens to me all the I time. I do it a lot, though. <laughs> it happens to me all the time when I've seen nearly 4,000 movies, and I could do that with literally every movie I talk about yeah. to everyone else. Um, but I haven't seen this. Uh, I had no interest in seeing this until I found out that the Coen brothers helped rewrite it. They're uncredited as writers, Mm-hmm. But they did help rewrite it, and they were executive producers on it. So that piqued my interest a little bit. Mm, so it's we're going mine a little. We're going to watch. I I know for a fact you've seen this already, uh, so don't get too excited. We're going to watch Bad Santa. The naughtiest guy in town just might discover. He's a really sweet kid, isn't he? Yeah, I guess so. How to be nice. Good night, Santa. Good night, Mrs. Santa's sister. Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac. 
Tony Cox. Bad Santa. I beat up some kids today, but it's for a purpose. It made me feel good about myself. You need many years of therapy. Interest not peaked. <laughs> this uh this movie holy fuck this movie my mom and my stepdad watched into the fucking ground <laughs> uh well i'm sorry i'm it's, very sorry no i mean it's a I, i'll leave the discussion on how i feel about it for later but um it's a movie it's, it's time for me as a 34 year old man to finally <laughs> yeah. watch bad santa the movie that so many kids tried to get me to watch when i was yeah, uh, thirteen, fourteen, however old I was when this came out. So yeah, my my parents loved Billy Bob Thornton. So they yeah, I mean I love Billy Bob Thornton too. Like he's not the reason I didn't want to watch this movie. I just had no interest in it. Yeah. Yes, uh, a miserable con man and his partner pose as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve, but they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Directed by Terry Zwigoff, uh, written by Glenn Ficarra and John mm. Requa, also written by Joel and Ethan Cohen, but not credited, uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac, Lauren Graham, John Ritter, Tony Cox, Brett Kelly, uh, Lauren Tom, uh, uh, Jay Naidu, uh, Naidu, and many others. Uh, Alex Borstein's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm actually... You know, yes, you could say it's a little pretentious of me to wait for the Coen brothers to be involved, <laughs> but I'm excited to watch it. I know it's just, I don't One know. One way or I another, just, we're going to come down this road. Yeah, I was going to watch it eventually. The Coen brothers just pushed me to watching it earlier. Yeah. Let's just say that. Uh, but yeah, so that is going to be on Pluto TV. Uh, I, we'll have to edit this if by the time this episode comes out, it is not playing on Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to watch it regardless if it's just renting by that time. It'll definitely be on regular TV. At, yeah, this is at a movie I feel like they play every year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's even more miraculous that I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen a single scene from this. That's like, actually seen, incredible. I've seen the trailer and that's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know how I've avoided so much of this movie, but I have. Uh, but yes, so starting December 4th, we're going to have three holiday movies, starting with Bad Santa. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That's going to be on Pl- uh, Pluto TV, by the way. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Uh, as always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get a- or next month. Oh, sorry. Next month. Ooh. Two months from now, December 4th. Somewhere around. Stop. But we're going to get a little tipsy and then rob a store (laughs) dressed as Santa. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.